Welcome back to another episode of the One Corner Podcast. We are currently and correctly on episode eight this time. Woo. Is that right, Kevin? Am I, am yes, I, right I can confirm that this is the correct episode this time. I did not screw that up this time. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. My name is Why You're Funny, and joining me are the same three old people. Take it away. Trillion. So soft. <laughs> <laughs> I am Chunyin. Alright, much more sexy, I like that. Okay, this is Birch over here. And we Hello. have... Hello, Kevin Montero here. Nice to meet you guys again. How's okay, everyone doing? Straight out of the bag, okay. No, 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 no joking. Um, oh. Kim Jong-un's alive. How about that? Oh my god, why? Why? How about that? How about that? Why? Never doubted it for a second. My man. Yes. Chunian, what do you feel? We want to hear what Chunian's, Chunian's thoughts. Chunian, what oh, do you okay. think about this? I'm just happy. I can hear the happiness in your voice. What What makes you happy? <laughs> is it because you look the most resembling to him out of the four of us? Or is oh. there something deeper no, behind I'm, you? I'm, I'm just happy our Supreme Leader's well-being is... <laughs> our? Is, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa, whoa, whoa. Our, I'm afraid of you already, dude. But Worry that me have no association with Junyan. It's his. Why? Yep. Not our supreme leader. Yep. yep. Not ours. Hashtag not my leader. Hashtag retweet. <laughs> my leader is a Lee. That's what's up. Oh. Oh. Right. <laughs> oh. Oh. Okay. What are we doing, Worry? What's up? No, but seriously, where did he go for two weeks? I don't know. Enjoy his break. There was like this conspiracy theory that he was like chilling with a bunch of like 85 North Korean models somewhere for like the, the, the oh, immigration. Although it's most likely <clears throat> satire, I think it's a nice story that I, I choose to believe in that he just took a two-week vacation while the whole world was in shambles. <sighs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Speaking of speaking of satire and speaking of the world in shambles. Oh. A famous Singapore Twitter account by the name of Sharon Liu has been oh. taken down, has oh, been reported by somebody, and the government decided Sharon Liu should no longer exist, and so <laughs> Sharon Liu has been taken down. Rest in peace, Sharon Liu, for you have been assassinated. Uh, whether or not that's right or wrong, it's the debate for today. Um, so, yeah, goodbye. Know that weird old Twitter <laughs> account. Um, what do you guys think about Sharon Liu? Do you, do you guys know about the account, Sharon Liu, on Twitter? Uh, maybe give a brief overview like for our audience sake, you know. Let's give like a brief. Okay. Okay. You want to give a brief? I mean, <laughs> you've opened it all thing. I mean, okay, from what I know is that Sharon Liu's, uh, the, the whole persona behind Sharon Liu is right. that uh, the tweets were very, were very um, Chinese-like spoke in very very broken singlish and would usually uh, make fun of other races but also not limited to the chinese race as well so that account does make fun of all the races but usually does a stereotypical like joke kind of tweet about for example like the malays or the indians so the reason why the twitter account was taken down was because the twitter account tweeted something in regards to indians and covid am i right Right, can I just read a tweet out? Because it's sure. hilarious. Okay, Go so, ahead. The, so the tweet reads, um, From long ago, already smart Chinese women do social distancing inside MRT. 
when we die die don't want to sit next to smelly aku nene. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just say that we're not laughing at the comment itself? We're just laughing yeah, at yeah. how crazy it was and oh my god. Right. Okay, wait, it doesn't stop there. Okay, so uh, Yahoo Singapore tweeted that uh, the ISIS group claimed responsibility, right? And then Sharon Liu replied, uh, Pabuto this ISIS, why they never work from home? <laughs> I will I will go on the limit. Oh my God. Say that. That, was, that, wasn't, that wasn't that bad. Like, you know, most, like, there's Netflix dark humor stand up comedy shows. This would be right. one of the lines that they would use. Yeah. My thoughts, yeah. exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> But 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 I I do I do want to say that sometimes the tweets are a bit I don't know sometimes they they miss say it. it's hit or say miss it. they hit or miss la. some some tweets like they they try to to touch the line but I think from my own perspective there were certain tweets in which I saw I was like nah this one this this ain't it homie this ain't it this ain't this it ain't bro it. <laughs> this ain't it bro you <laughs> yeah like. So I would understand like how some people who just came across the account wouldn't understand that it is purely a joke account or a sat- satirical account. The funny thing is that Sharon Liu is not even a Chinese female. Oh no, what is, what is she? Or it- Turns out it was a 30-year-old guy or mid-30s or thir- guy in his 30s. And, uh, is he Chinese? He's not even not Chinese, like- bro. That's the best part. <laughs> The best what part. a catfish, right? What a catfish, man. Yeah, what amazing. a twist. <laughs> right. <laughs> Wait, does his, does, because it was Sharon Liu 86, right? So technically, right. how old would Sharon, wait, hold on, math. Oh. 30, in early 30s. I don't 34. know, Emily. 34. So it's, it could be his actual, like, year. Like, 86 could actually be the guy's year. If he's yeah. 34 years old. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's true. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> oh, shit. Sorry. Hey, come on, guys. <laughs> Professionalism. <laughs> Jeez. We are not professionals. <laughs> we are not professionals. Screwing things up, uh, I give us that. <laughs> do, do, do. But like, okay. So, um, just, just my small take on it, right? Because I think anyone who owns a Twitter account, I mean, they don't have to scroll it every single hour to see what's going on. But I think with how the Twitter algorithm works, like the most uh, controversial or the most uh, engaged tweet will always appear on your timeline at one point or another. And I feel like most Singaporeans, no matter who they follow, whether it's their friends or their people they support or like celebrities, they would always get share, like a Sharon Liu tweet at one point, like about something super controversial or something super racist. But the thing is that it came to a point where it didn't really, I can't speak for, you know, most other Singaporean Twitter users, but I think it came to a point where these tweets were almost like a part of the norm, like to expect her slash him to tweet this thing out and not like get affected by it. Even if she was tweeting about Eurasians or like other minority races, it still felt like, you know, it was a satirical, is that a word? Satirical thing that, yeah. uh, yes, <laughs> satirical thing that, you know, brought fresh air to the timeline. I'm not saying that I want her back because it was, you know, damaging cohesion ties, but I think that, uh, yeah. It's, it's what we've been learning since we were little little boys. Like, you know, too far, you go too far, you were gonna. So, yeah. Maybe, maybe the tweets were too normalized to the point that people forgot they were jokes. Oh. Right? So, they, when, when people look at the tweets, they're like, this stupid Chinese girl making fun of Apu Nenes, <laughs> making fun of Mats Ales, making fun of Mats, Mina Rips. I don't like this. I'm gonna report to Big Daddy Shamugan. He's gonna take it. 
and he's gonna take her down, and he did, and he posted like a like a Facebook, like a Facebook post. Or I think was it right. on the news? He was talking about how this account sows discord amongst the community right. in this current time, um, and I can't, and it's and it's like, isn't he's not entirely wrong, right? Because if someone who doesn't understand the whole point of satire or doesn't understand the context behind the, the account would see the account and say like, yeah, that account is offensive to me because it's making fun of Indians, making fun of Malays. But at the same time, I think it's also because of the content that Singaporeans have been getting for the past few many years because we don't have enough satirical comedy. We don't have enough political mm-hmm. satirical comedy to the point that people, you know, just take the basic, you know, slapstick comedy, like this plus this equals to comedy. You know, this plus this, haha, this thing is funny, whoa. Like, that's why I kind of like the news back then. The news, I think, was one of the, one of the best comedy shows that Singapore has had in quite a long time. And I like Jo Joge. <laughs> yeah, so I think Singapore should have that, that kind of content more to make people think about what kind of jokes are being said instead of having those typical, mm. you know, slapstick comedy. Right. Right. Actually, I want to ask, right, because you mentioned the news, like, um, Junior, you've seen the news, right, before? About? The news, the news, not the news. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. Okay, can I, I want to ask something simple, right? So, when they make something satirical or, like, they make a joke about something that can be considered borderline culturally sensitive or racially sensitive, do you think there's a difference between them broadcasting it in a skit compared to this Sharon person tweeting it on an account? Like, what do you think is the main difference between these two forms of uh, satire? Okay, I, I think the main purpose is where it's coming from. Because from, from, from the case, from, um, from the case of like the Sharon Liu, right? Like, she was technically, she, like, she was technically, um, I don't know, e-murdered by the government. Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like be, be, because it was an individual that's you know like um I don't know that identifies as a Chinese that you know says says this kind of thing about other races so it had the ability to cause like damage to you know and rip out all the social fabric and stuff like that. Mm. But if on but for on the news right um it's different because it's said by this uh organization something that we trust. So in fact, it seems like it's been curated. So mm. I, so I think people won't have the idea that you know, it's as bad. They're probably more open to it. Yeah, it's 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 kind of like how how um the the Chinese the Chinese probably can't joke, can't make jokes uh ra- racial jokes about other races, but uh, probably that there is a bigger width to the say like a Chinese um making jokes about his own race. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just who is it coming from? Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, that makes sense because like the news was aired on Channel Five, right? And Channel Five is you know um, moderated by MediaCorp, and MediaCorp is being watched by the big people uh-huh. upstairs. So I think yeah. people would understand that if this is on Channel Five, that means it's okay. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Bitch, what about you? Yeah, I think it really depends on the climate. So what I find really interesting, right, was that when Shanmugam posted his um. Facebook, uh, his take on it, right? He he purposely stated, and the man is not Chinese. I think that's where the whole um reason to why this is being uh spotlight in the first place, right? Because to begin with, I think 
you see recently of late, right? There's this so-called uh, double barrel, um, double barrel treatment mm. uh, towards certain races when it comes to jokes. So, like for example, uh, there was a pretty please video, right? And she she made a rap video about the whole brown face ad, and then she gets right. like she got slapped, right? She was like they demanded a public apology from her and all that kind of stuff, right? So if this tweet was let go just like that, especially when the user has a profile of a Chinese, right? People can just blow it up and say, hey, look, once again, you know, uh, a Chinese can say this and get away with it. So that's my take on it. Because if it, if it wasn't, uh, if this wasn't the reason behind it, right? I don't think Chamungam would purposely state the man is not Chinese. I think that's the key element in him trying to dissuade uh, tensions, racial tensions to, right? you know, within the community lah, mm-hmm. so that people don't mm-hmm. get enriched. The minorities don't get enriched and say, hey, people can get away with, <laughs> with making such a comments. But when yeah. we try to take a dig against the majority race or we get slapped with, I don't know, uh, a police investigation and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. But I think the reaction of the, the people on the internet is also quite, mm. it's quite interesting because now, now that they realize that <laughs> This Sharon Liu is not even a, a Chinese to begin right. with. There's this racist tweet. It's like, oh, no reason. Why? What's that? Internal racism or something? Right. But then you can see the rationale behind it, right? Like, if somebody, for example, I as a Malay, I go and make an account disguising myself as a Chinese and I post, oh, Malays are, you know, uh, failures in life, uh, whatever, blah, 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 blah. That means then you can see the danger behind social media. Like, anybody can become anybody. And from there, that tool is being used as a, you know, like a weapon against other races. Mm-hmm. So in that regard, I do see the rationale behind taking down the, um, the account. But, you know, uh, I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> where, where, do you, where, you, where do you draw the line in terms of comedy? Where do you draw the line? Right. Well, you could not tag the ministers in the tweet for one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, he did, right? <laughs> Okay, for the sake of the rest of the thing, right? Let's just call her a she, so we can stop messing up the the thing. But so she, uh, for those who don't have a phone or don't follow Telegram, did you just much, assume the person's gender? Whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> neutral, neutral, man, neutral. So yeah. she tagged um Lee Sen Long, Gan Kim Yong, and Shamukam in a tweet on March twenty six, saying, <laughs> "Quota, uh, I quota." Uh, so Papa, don't come after me, yeah. Uh. Sirs, now is best time to have a special COVID civilian force of Chinese auntie to catch young punk that sit too close to each other. Most of these are Malayu, India, or the foreigner, not the true blue Singaporean. Please consider okay? Question mark. So, I cannot win. I alone, right? This tweet alone, right, was pretty up there in terms of, you know, crossing the line, coming back and crossing the line again. But the fact that she tagged three of the biggest bosses in Singapore, it just shows, I mean, maybe, maybe, she don't give a shit, bro. Really inaccurate foreshadowing. But I feel like maybe in a month or so when they, if they ever release like, you know, the investigative details of the backstory of this person, maybe it's like some mental health person who wanted attention or wanted some sort of connection with people. I don't know. I don't know. This is all up in the air. It could be anything for now. But it's a bit hard to... But the yeah. best part is that this account has been around for so long. I remember right. seeing this like, when true. it was like, in poly. Yeah. Like 2014 or 2015-ish. And uh, this guy has been alive for so long. This Sharon Liu account. So like, right. mad props to Brian. 
yeah, why would you tag all the ministers? That is really the most bossiest move ever. Like, directly. <laughs> Walking the minefield. Walk into but, but, but the thing is, if you do that, right, it kind of means that you are really a joke. You are really... Like, this account is really yeah. a joke, right? If Chun Gian calls you a joke, you know that you have something, right. like, to improve Yeah, on. that means it's, it's plainly obvious, plus the, plus the spelling errors also, right? Yeah, I think it's, the person's trying to make it clear that like, this is a, uh, what, what was the word again? A satire? Satire. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's that, it's that type of account. But I think what's wrong here, it's, um, with, with the laws in Singapore, right? Uh, for, for, for satire to happen, right? You need to, like, disclaimer, this is satire. Mm. Then you know that, then it can be satire, which kind of ruins half the fun of it. I don't yeah, know, because if you, like, yeah, because like, satire, the whole point about satire is that you don't tell people it's satire. Like, yeah. Like, it's, you gotta realize it. You gotta realize it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But for, for the people who doesn't have the knowledge of uh, whatever's ongoing and, and treat it too seriously, because like, there's lack of information or something, right? then um, this is what happens. People take it seriously and it, everything just blows up. And it, I think it says a lot about like the situation in Singapore because obviously it's a very conservative move to be, to be murdering an internet figure you know, <laughs> based on something he said because we obviously can't do that with humans. For humans that cannot incorporate themselves into society, they just go to the bottom of the pile or they probably be reminded somewhere. But the thing with um, it, like this internet identity, right, is that um, there's there's no chance to reintegrate it or anything. You just simply kill it. Right. That's it's kind of sad. That's actually a really good point, eh? I like, I feel sad. If, <laughs> I feel sad for Sharon Liu. <laughs> but then, but then you can make more identities, right? Yeah, precisely. So you think that by oh, sorry, oh oh, what was it? <laughs> Instagram videos I think Kevin was playing Sharon Liu's video or something. Right? <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it's a different Sharon Liu. Oh. Whoa, 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 whoa. But right. But if you were to see like Singapore's comedy scene, like you can see in other countries, for example, like I think New York. New York is like the New York or, or LA, I think. It's like one of the it's like the breeding ground for stand-up comedy for people who are into more um satirical comedy. And that's where you get some of the best comedians coming about, right? Uh, right. But Singapore, you have how how common do you do you hear of stand-up comedians in Singapore? Maybe you hear it in on YouTube, for example. Then they will do like, some sort of shows or gigs. But even then, they are kind of comedy or whenever they make jokes, that they must say sorry, sorry, sorry. I don't mean, I don't mean, I don't mean. Like I, I saw Hirzi make fun of some of the Singapore historical leaders or something on YouTube. Oh yeah, it was, it, was, it was quite funny. It was really funny. But then like mm-hmm. he always had to give the tone that he's joking. Like, don't take it seriously. And, and that ruins the fun about it. And you also hear, like, back then, uh, Kuma was one of the most famous uh, people who yeah, commented about social issues. Yeah, so I know, Birch, you're a big fan of Kuma. You want, you want to talk yep. about him? Okay, Kuma, fantastic. Okay, what I love about Kuma, right, is that um, he's Indian, right? He's Indian. What I love about him is that he can take a dick at, like, every different race. He can make fun of every different race. Chinese, Malay, Indian, you name it. And he gets away with it. The fact is that he gets away with it, right? Like, if you're going to watch some of his videos, he mentions Apu Nene, you know, terms like Apu Nene, Bangla, or like, you know, the Malays being under void decks. Yeah, Stuff like yeah. this that if you say publicly, 
or like you know if any other media personality say like you see the Sharon Lee's case right you get immediately uh, taken down or like you know taken to task but for Kumar surprisingly right uh, in his stand-up comedy people are okay with it they laugh along with it and he doesn't apologize for it that's, that's the best part he doesn't apologize for it yeah he, he's, he makes it as if he's serious about it and that's right. what makes it fun Right. On the other hand, the, the, the pretty please video that I mentioned, right? The the rap that she made about the brown face. I think that one took it really, really far. So if you guys go and watch it, I think it's about three minutes long. But that one had really um direct attacks against the government. Because there was literally one part of the lyric, right? That says CMIO. You know CMIO? Yeah. She says CMIO, CMIO means cancel minorities okay. Okay, that's why. Okay, yeah. okay. 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 And then the second part, she said, uh, in this country or in this state, the Chinese men always win. Mm-hmm. She brought these two po- points up, and several parts of the lyrics, she kept saying, uh, the F word, F it up, F it up. Chinese people always like to F it up. So, like, mm-hmm. directly targeting one particular community. So, I think that one really like blew up. Okay, but what I found interesting was when. Uh, when she was demanded to give an apology, right? This is what they said, okay? They said, uh, while our work did bring about a discussion about race in Singapore, we know it did not create divisions. If anything, it revealed them. So this was something that really struck out to me. It did not create divisions. If anything, it revealed them. What do you guys think? It was kind of like the facade we've been living in, right? Like the, like, it's always kind of been there, but it's never been, you know, provoked or... Mm-hmm. Yeah, like provoked. So I guess that was the, the catalyst to resurface all these uh, disagreements that we kind of have with each other. Like even though we're so-called racial harmony country, I agree with you. Like it's not all roses and flowers. It's like there is there are still things to iron out. Uh, yeah. What, 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 do, what do you think? No, the, the thing about it is that Pretty Please was the, I felt was the, was the punching bag of the whole situation. You know, like it started out with the brown face thing, right? The ad agency. Mm. And people are aware of it because like they only hired one Chinese actor to uh, act out all four different races. Oh, uh, yeah. Including, yeah. including being women. So you can see some sort of interse- intersectionality, right? Like why don't you just hire Malay women or, Malay in- or, or Indian women to act out as your actors, to be your actors, mm. right? So... Many people were outraged, like not just the different races, but probably like uh, up and coming female actors, you know, or female actresses who like want to get into the scene. Mm. An- an- another man just took my job, you know what I mean? So then comes Pretty Please, and Pretty Please and her brother took the whole situation and made some sort of like a like a parody music video, which right. should which to me is is a is a good artistic way to deliver social issues and your own points but I feel that their lyrical style and the and the lyrics that they use were a bit too much I think it did not play too well into the rules of the game it, it's a, it, I mean it's normal to be angry at the system right but at the same time you can't just break the rules that much you still yeah. have to conform kind of a bit right um, like you can see like Charlie's Gambino's song This Is America he wasn't very I don't think the lyrics were very on the spot, like you know, you know, fuck white people, you know, all, all the all the supremacy <laughs> and shit. It, it, he delivers it by music video, you know, and then people see like, oh, this is what the representation of what the black people are feeling in America right now. So I feel that yes, the um, the point that Pretty Please and the brother tried to make in the video is valid, 
but I think the execution was wrong and I think that them not being um, remorseful about it or not remorseful, I think are not reflective about it, not understanding what is wrong in their actions is the problem that does not allow the conversation to start. And in the terms of government, like Pretty Please came in at the perfect time like, oh, we don't have to talk about race because now we just talk about this group of people who are trying to sow discord in the community. And boom, the whole problem is solved. You know? Or not solved, like that disappeared. Cover, cover under the rug. Right. Yeah. That's why I feel. Yeah. The collective, the collective minorities have given their, their thought. Now we have to hear the lion's share from the Junior. <laughs> what do you have Why, to say about Junior? Supreme uh, leader. No, 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 no. <laughs> I think can win my Kim Jong Un. He's the best. Uh, I mean, I, I, I agree with whatever they say because, like, like satire and sending. I mean, it's it's art. Satire is art. You know, it's it's not something that can be executed. Satire, sorry. Yes, satire. Sat- satire. You know, it's it's a form of art. You know, it it can it's. In fact, it's like a performance that, like you know, like people like like Kuma can execute it properly. Right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It. But if if you're just executing it, you know, if if you're just using your your frustrations and uh, like your ideas and just it cr- crudely making it into a statement and send it out right w- without packaging it, you know, nicely, then I don't know the message isn't you know carried all the way, and people might take it wrongly. And in this case, the government took it very badly, you know, yeah. You guys, you pretty much said what whatever I want to say. I don't know. Do you guys have any ideas? So do you think it will be difficult for new newer talents to grow in the comedy scene? Because if they want to follow Kuma's footsteps, they have to go through that like trial by fire and do right. their luck with like all the political and social jokes. Like, do you think there's room for these newcomers to rise in Singapore, or do you think it's better for them to try something else in their craft? I don't know, man. I mean, I kind of, I kind of wish people would still try and learn the, like you know, learn learn it the hard way. But apparently, you know, like with every with everything, um, in society now, it's like because we are all pushing to be very fast. You have to be fast. You have to be talented at a really young age. You ha- just just to stand out. So you don't really have the time to go and like, you know, like uh, work on your talents and go and like really how do I say, like maybe ferment it, you know, because like good stuff oh. needs to be fermented, like alcohol. Oh. You know, oh. yeah. I don't know. Oh, man. Alcohol needs I don't drink. That's why you need that. I don't drink. We need a whole lot of that. Okay. Yeah. Deliver it to my place. Just, my that's why now, now the fermentation process is like so short. You won't have any good stuff. Yeah. And for Singapore, it's like there's too much barriers that's going on now. We also because people yeah. make mistakes like all the time. So right. you know, right. eventually we will push over over that line, that boundary. So yeah. I, I think the government has to allow us to you know, spread, overstep the boundary once in a while, give us a warning instead of just cancelling uh, out. <laughs> I don't know, man. I feel like with Pofma, the, the whole idea of satire is kind of like extinguished, do you think? Because like, it w- it's way harder to make jokes. The whole point about satire and political satire uh, is that when you make those kinds of jokes, it make, it, 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 it's for the people to think, it's for your audiences to think about it and bring home. And the jokes don't hit you immediately unless you're quite fast and you regularly, you know, um, consume a lot of political satire kind of content. For me, I I, I always watch those from America, you know. Uh, yeah. One of the most famous political satires that made a huge impact in, in their country was uh, John Stewart, who was the host of The Daily Show in America. So he would regularly 
uh, comment about the political uh, situation in America, but have like a comedic twist to it and that the politicians do accept it and do respect it. So like, but in Singapore, that's, that's hard to make, you know, like that kind of show because then people will be outraged. Then, then the government's perspective will be, this, by the way, this is all our own opinions. We're not going to like, you know, before we, we get off my, it's like, yeah, then, then that, that line is so not clear. It is so, it's to the point that it's invisible that, you know, content creators and comedian, up, up and coming comedians don't know where to draw that line. So okay, for me, I think, uh, yeah, uh, just three, three points to just uh, quickly uh, wrap it up. So the first point for me, I think, if you're a comedian, you're doing a satire or any kind of comedy, right? When you look at Kumar, he has experience. He's been in the industry for so many years. And that's why he has reached a stage where he can step over the line. That's what I feel personally. So that's my, my, my point number one, right? Point number two is that Singapore always has this out-of-bound markers, OB markers uh, when it comes to race and religion. So it always will be a sensitive issue for us to uh, sort of navigate. The last point, I think, uh, it's not really a point, but it's more of like, there's this song called uh, I'm Not Racist by Joyner Lucas. Oh go my God, that's so good. Yeah, go and check it out. That, that shit is solid, okay? Go and check it yeah. out. Yeah, that is that is that is proper lyrical, like yep. uh, that. I hope that Pretty Please and her brother look at that video and say this is what we should aspire to to write, because that was good. Kevin, any last concluding thoughts? Just, just one. I think there's definitely a place for all kinds of satire to stay in Singapore. Like it's it's not it's not fair to just completely rule it out. Because I think Chunyan is right. It is an art that has to be created and fermented in a proper way. Then it will be it will be not only be enjoyable, it will be allowed and ethical as well. So yeah, I don't think it should be removed from Singapore. I hope it stays. How Chunyan? Satire stay or go? Stay. Sharon Liu needs to be revived. But then you know, you know who else you know who else was revived? And with that Feel it already, just feel it. We've come to the end of our podcast. Thank you so much for for listening and watching. Uh Take care, everybody. See you guys probably next week. Stay home. Stay home. Don't leave.